The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th chapter. Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lays down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus loves everyone. Jesus died for the whole world, and the kingdom of God is open to all who believe. But today, Jesus only calls 12 men his friends. The universal love is made distinct today of the particular friendships. And it's important to make this decision or distinction, because love can live without friendship, but friendship cannot live without love. And we see this distinction in the very way that the Gospel of John is written. Fourteen chapters tell us about the universal love of Christ. And then in chapter 15 comes the particular friendship of Christ. If John 1 started with friendship, we would all wonder what undergirds that relationship. But love never exists in abstraction. It's lived out in real, concrete relationships. And one of the two primary relationships God gives to humanity to practice love is friendship, the other being marriage. In verse 13, Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. The universal love of the crucifixion is now applied to the friendship with the twelve. That means the love Jesus has for the whole world is concretely lived and experienced in the particularity of friendship. And there are two Old Testament examples to help us see what this means. Jonathan and David, and Ruth and Naomi. First, from these friendships, we understand that friendship never just happens. But it's intentional, put together by a covenant 
That is a promise. Second, the promise is toward something. It is for something. And that promise between Jonathan and David and Ruth and Naomi is toward a powerful and life-giving bond of love. Both of these Old Testament friendships lay down their lives for each other by making a promise to forego their separate paths for a common future together. And what is interesting about these friendships is that they embrace the masculinity of Jonathan and David and the femininity of Ruth and Naomi. Where Jonathan and David love, Jonathan and David's love is lived out in battling against the Philistines and King Saul, Ruth and Naomi's love is lived out in returning to Israel to restart life without any land, without any work, or family. Both of those examples mimic Jesus's. Now today, Jesus makes a covenant with the Twelve also, by choosing them. And this covenant is confirmed when Jesus shares everything that he received from the Father with the Twelve, and then by laying down his life for them. Now how is that love lived out between Jesus and the disciples? Well, by the very call of discipleship. Whatever their past were, whatever their sins were, Jesus forever links his destiny with the Twelve's future. Here is where we see the definition of friendship. The definition of friendship is the call of two people to promise to each other they will live a life consistent with making the love of God and the love of the neighbor their future. Paradoxically, even though one cannot be friends with everyone, everyone is meant for friendship. This is how God made us. Humanity is meant for holiness. And friendship was created to live holiness out. But of course, sin has ruined friendship. Now we enter into supposed, supposed friendships simply for pleasure or for gain. Rather than sharing all things with our friend and giving our life to the other, we hide behind fake identities and we try to get something from the other. But in today's Gospel reading, we see how Jesus redeems friendship through the crucifixion. Now, the crucifixion isn't simply an example of friendship but it's the very power of life and salvation. It is the love of God. And that love is given to us through holy baptism. And there we enter into friendship with Jesus. Our sinful past is forgiven and forever linked with Jesus' destiny. In holy baptism, Jesus chooses us, joins us, and shares all things with us. Our future is joined to Jesus' destiny to live eternally in communion with God. Now, because Jesus is sinless, Jesus has the capacity to be friends with each one of us. But we can't, however. Now, the blessing is, though, Jesus is never friends only with us. 
There's never a pair of friends in Christianity. It is always a trio. Jesus is always in the middle of a friendship, thus mimicking the Trinity, God itself. Jesus is the source of friendship that empowers Christians to joyfully embark on a life together. And as we experience real love, joy, change, and new life through Christ's friendship with us, God gives us others to practice the same love. Not everyone is suitable, though, to trust our souls in friendship. Some people might just be obtuse to our cares and fears and worries. By being obtuse, unknowingly hurt us. So we should not share ourselves with them. Others, of course, are simply selfish and haven't given up their sins. Fundamentally, not until someone has experienced the deep love of friendship with Christ are they able to be anyone's friend. Because it is through the friendship of Jesus we see we lose nothing of ourselves but actually gain everything. Through practicing Christ's love, friendship will restore who we are. It will take time and effort. It will take sacrifice. But that is precisely the character of life and love. Each person will lay down his life for the other. In spite of pain and suffering, Jesus tells us in the Gospel reading, our joy will be full. Our joy will be full because Christ will be right there with us filling us up with the love of God. Our lives will be full because we'll never be alone. Our lives will be full because we'll actually enjoy the fruit of friendship. Not pleasure, not gain, but the person, him or herself. Then, as the world is filled with these spiritual friendships, others will see the universal love of God live out in a very real way. And they too will come to know the very purpose of our creation. Communion, joy, and contentment. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.